Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 238 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast to do about the art and things with me co-host little Dennis. And little Dennis is he's back with us today because we're in the studio, well, my me, me bedroom, and today we're going to be doing a podcast talking about art paradoxes. So I think this is going to be really fun, this one. Little Dennis is going to get us straight into it. Boing! Little Kitty and Dennis have had their kisses. So they're going in their little house. Little Dennis in his house. (laughs) With his mouse. So what I'm going to do is, this podcast I've had... I've had the idea for this podcast in my head for ages. Absolutely ages. And I finally got round to it, and it's not going to be the way I wanted to do it. Because what I've noticed is, with art, art is full of paradoxes. But also, what, what happens is, you realise life is full of paradoxes as well. Yeah. So, so the thing is, this there's like hundreds of paradoxes within art. And what I want to do is, I want to compile them all into... What I was thinking was I was going to make a podcast with all of them together. But I think if I tried to do that, I would never have done it. So what what I said is I'm going to do three in this one. So this is going to be Art Paradoxes Part 1. And I'm going to look at three different paradoxes. So the first one is about edges. How there is no edges. And it also shows you like the entanglement between things. (laughs) Also, I'm going to say about... The other one is about how you can make something lighter or darker by making the thing next to it lighter and darker. So again, this shows like the relationship between things. And the other one is how you can draw better when you don't know what you're seeing. No, when you don't know what you're drawing. So so it's, you can draw better when you don't know what you're drawing. Which again, is, is paradoxes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by... Oh, you can also watch this as a video if you want on YouTube <laughs> at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. And I'm trying a new thing on this one. Well, firstly, my bulb's gone because I, I use daylight bulbs. Because I find with daylight bulbs are good for drawing and stuff. But my bulb went last night, so the lighting might be a bit different. But I'm trying a new thing with my camera of trying manual focus. So... Because what was happening was a lot. My camera was going out of focus a lot, and what I like about this is, you've got a, you've got a lot more control over the manual focus, but and you have, but you can also like change your shutter speed and stuff. But there's a whole sort of um, there's a whole like sort of thing to learn about using cameras. So I've always just used the default settings. But when you start realising there's like so much you can do with the playing around, you can actually, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's really exciting me, but it's also quite hard. So I feel like there's, but, well, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> but let's get into this. So this is, I'm going to start by talking. I'm going to say, what do I think of paradoxes? What do, what do I think of paradoxes? Then I'm going to look in the dictionary to see what it says about paradoxes. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, like, basically, the foundation of everything in reality is a, is paradox. No matter how small you get, 
you've got paradoxes. And then how far, if you go to the big, you've got paradoxes as well. So for me, this is like, I think this is why art is all about paradoxes. It's like reflecting reality. It's brilliant. So I'm going to talk about that. And I'm going to talk about the mind as well and like relationships between things. And I'll talk about a couple other little art paradoxes that will come in the future. And I've got a brilliant little inspirational quote. The inspirational quote is actually up on my whiteboard. On my whiteboard, I've got this, there's a little quote on there. It's four words. But it's so, it's cool. <laughs> so that'll be at the end. The first thing, what do I think of paradoxes? When I think of paradox, what do I think? I think uh, pa- paradox is something that doesn't make sense. It's it's confusing. It's thought-provoking. Yeah, but if I had to sum it up, I would say paradox is something that your your head can't quite get around. Some something like that. Something that breaks breaks the rules or something. So let's have a look in the um, dictionary. I've got the Queen's English Dictionary. And let's see what it says. Underneath paradox it says... Absurdity. Absurdity. Contradiction. Mystery. That's quite interesting. Oh, no, wait a minute. This is um, Theosaurus. This dictionary is a dictionary with a Theosaurus. So these are other words for paradox absurdity contradiction i like that one and mystery i love that i'm so i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to go to the um the dictionary bit so here we go paradox p-a-p-a-r p-a-r there's a late pasty (laughs) pasty meat enclosed in pastry and bait i love pasties qr paradox it's quite hard to find words in here. Oh, I thought I was all prepared here, and I, because I, I didn't want to look, I didn't want to read it before I said what I thought. Here we go. Watch this. Paradox: a self-contradictory statement that may be true, an opinion that conflicts with common beliefs, something with something with seeming contradictory qualities or or phases. Paradoxical. That's the adjective, and the adverb is paradoxically. It's cool, isn't it? So basically what it is, is is things that shouldn't really exist. Now this is why I've got... One of the things I've got written down here is time. Because time is a big, massive paradox. So that's what I'm saying. I think we are actually inside of a paradox. This is why art connects with you. Because in art, you can feel paradoxes and and I feel like when you start learning how to draw and stuff what it does is it reveals to you like the the paradoxes that have been all around you but you just didn't realize it that's what I'm thinking so what did I say I said it's something that's like confusing yeah something that doesn't make sense contradictory so it's sort of the same I suppose so the first thing I wanted to talk about was three little things which what happened is when I started drawing I start I started basically what art does is it shows you like reality is 
is an illusion. But it also shows you how you're processing reality like your mind is and it's filtering out information. So like what that what that says to me is everyone's seeing the same thing differently. Which that is all that's a paradox in itself. So like it's scientifically proven that the mind filters out information. And like when you start drawing you, you, what happens is when you when you really look at something to draw it you start seeing things that have always been there but you didn't realize because your, your mind was filtering them out because it's like filtering out information that it doesn't think is important <laughs> but like when you start drawing you actually have to bring all that information in so you start seeing things that have always been there which is cool is but what I was thinking was like if you go really if you like break reality into the smallest thing which is the atoms like in the quantum realm that is just full of paradoxes like there's that one with the um the cat in the box the cat in the box is dead and alive until you open the box so and then when you look into quantum physics as well you see how like the future changes the past so you've got all these like paradoxes in 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 like the tiny little things that make reality so for me what that says is everything that's built on top of on top of that is that it has to in my head it has to be paradox if the if the foundation is paradox everything on top of it has to be paradox as well so then what i then did was i went right out to the big big bit and like the biggest thing i could think of was like well, not the biggest thing, but, like, one of the biggest things is, like, a black hole. And, like, a black hole is, is a paradox as well. It's, like, it's got, I don't, all I know is it's full of, like, maths, mass. But it's basically, the, it shouldn't be possible. So you've got this thing f- f- that's pulling everything into it. And it can take up a, a bit of space in, in space. But it can be full of like loads more than what is taken up. Almost as if there's like an actual reality inside of it. So like for me, black holes are, are a paradox. And then all of this, for me, I feel like like the water of everything is time. So like everything is inside of time. And time is a massive paradox. But the other thing is, if you can get outside of time, that means everything exists at the same time. See, the minute you start thinking about time, you end up in paradoxes. So, like, for me, right there, I'm thinking, like, reality is actually a massive paradox. (laughs) So if I get into these little three, um, these art paradoxes, The first one is, there are no edges. Both are entangled with every, with every. Basically, everything is entangled with everything else. So, like, really, there is nothing separate. And again, when you start drawing, I'm sure we've all seen that thing. 
like in order how to draw books there's this there's this little black and white image of you look at it and you can see two white faces looking at each other like in profile but if that's but then if you focus on the middle bit the space between these two faces you see a black vase so like right away in those how to draw books it's sort of showing you that like entanglement so art is just showing you entanglement and like when you're drawing like you start realizing that nothing's separate everything is linked to everything else it's, it's beautiful it is but it's quite weird i've talked about this before as well the amount of times that I, when I was really into my um, realistic pe- portraits, doing realistic portraits, the amount of times I'd have like, I'd have something wrong with it. I could see something was wrong with it, and I was trying to change. Like, say you got an eyeball and a mouth and a nose. I, I thought the nose was wrong, so I spent ages trying to draw the nose, redraw the nose. But what had happened was it was the eye that was wrong. So there's some sort of like, um, well, that's showing you the connectedness of it. Because like, by the eye being wrong, it's making the nose look wrong, even though the nose is right. It was the eye that was wrong. You see? It's like, but that's, basically drawing is just full of that. You're constantly dealing with entanglement when you're drawing. That's what I'm noticing. What have I put here, look? Well, I said here, look. Like, when I started learning, especially, it was quite weird, Bert Dodgen's book, How to Draw, Keys to Drawing, that one was making me sort of see how, it was making me see how, it was It was more like a sort of a, how do I say it, that was more like a sort of a practical way of, of how, he was like sort of showing you the illusion without saying it. Whereas the other book, like the one I did after that, Betty Edwards' Drawing on the White Side of the Brain, that was actually like theoretically explaining the things that Bert Dodgson was talking about. So like she was actually explaining how the mind is doing this and stuff, like how it's filtering things out and all the rest of it. I think she even talked about how the light comes in and it's upside down. So even like, even like the world, I think what it is, is I'm not sure, but I think the, the eyes turn it upside down or something. Something like that. That means then we're, we're upside down or something. <laughs> it's cool though. So... So the first one is like there's no edges. So like you've got a hand. The edge of the finger. The edge of the finger doesn't really exist. Well it does. But like. Basically it's quite hard to explain this. But the edge of the finger. If you look at the finger you see the finger. But that edge also creates. Like shapes next to the finger. So like what happens it And. Again, if you start adding more shapes to those edges, you can end up getting loads of different shapes. And and so what happens is, like, you you can sort of see how there's no edges, really. Well, it's not that there's no edges. It's that the edges don't belong... They belong to both things at the same time. 
the edge belongs to the finger and the space around the finger. So like if you change the shape, if you change the space around the finger, you change the shape of the finger. But then if you change the finger shape, you also change the, sp the space around, you also change the shape. It's negative spaces really. I love that one though, because what happens is you start seeing that in, in drawing, you start then going back and seeing it in everyday life. How like people are doing the same thing. Like everybody is, is in a relationship with everyone else, even if it's only a little thing. And so like we are basically like these edges, human beings. Like we're all sort of entangled with each other. This is one of the things I love about art is it's, it sort of makes you look at life differently. It's cool. The next one I got is, yeah, this is a cool one as well. This is the same sort of thing, but a bit different. But it's the same thing, really. What you've got is you've got, if you've got like, if you're doing a drawing and you've got something that's really dark and you want to make it darker, you can actually make it darker by making the thing next to it lighter. So again, it's like showing the relationship between... It's showing how everything is related to everything. But it's also showing you how... You can actually change something by changing something else. So, like, it's like... Um, it's almost like an illusion in the mind as well. Because your mind sees it as darker, even though it's not gone dark. That, in other words, you got say you got five fingers. No, let's yeah, let's say you got you got two fingers, right next to each other. So they're actually like um, there's no space between them. So one of them is dark and one's light. So if you make if you want, if you make the other if you make the light one even lighter, it makes the dark one darker even though the dark one hasn't changed. So the dark one hasn't changed the tone, but because that one, the other one's gone lighter, it's made that one darker. So like your mind's getting tricked. And again, what you start realizing is, it's sort of like psycho some sort of psychological thing here. And it also starts to reveal how, if you can understand this, you can start playing around with things. So you can start sort of, this is how you can get like focus points on the drawing and stuff. By making stuff lighter, it's going to make stuff pop. It's cool, but like in a way, in the in reality, I feel like these sort of these sort of things they could be used to manipulate you as well. If you wanted to think about that, yeah. Because if you know, like, if you basically there's there's a, there's an element of psychologicalness going on here. You're working out how the mind works. This is it again. Like art is showing how the mind is working. So if you can understand how the mind's working, it's like you're reverse engineering the mind somehow. This next one is brilliant. You draw better when you don't know what you're drawing. So like an example of this is drawing upside down. So if, especially with a face or something. 
if you're drawing a face, a portrait, if you if you turn it upside down, because you don't know what you draw, because you don't know what you're looking at, all you're seeing now is a bunch of different shapes. You actually draw it better, which doesn't make sense. Because you think, well, I'm obviously going to draw it better if I know what I'm looking at. What happens is the mind is again. If you're if you're looking at something, if you're trying to draw something, and you can see what it looks, you can see what it is. Your mind starts trying to draw it the way you think it should look. Whereas if you turn it upside down, because you don't you don't know what you're looking at, you're like tricking your mind into not knowing what it's drawing. So instead of trying to work, instead of trying to draw what it thinks it should look like it actually draws what it's seeing so again there's it's, it's like revealing how the mind is it's not doing it on I don't know if it's not doing it on purpose but it's getting in the way basically and well that's brilliant that one that one is for me that's like quite a um I don't know. It just it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you. But it does. You can also do it with these negative shapes as well. You like if you're trying to draw a hand, instead of trying to draw the fingers, if you draw the shapes between the fingers, you will actually draw the fingers better, because if you're trying to draw the fingers, your mind will start trying to draw fingers the way it sees fingers. Whereas the shapes between the fingers, they're they're random shapes. But even that is showing you how everything's linked together. So it's just it's it's amazing. What I've, I've what I've put in my notes was I've put the word relationship, and circled it. Because I feel like all of these are basically showing, like everything is related to everything else. And I've also put the word mind and circled that as well. Because I feel like, again, it's the mind. A lot of this is basically, this is a bit like meditating. Yeah, drawing is a bit like meditating. Because when you're meditating, all these thoughts are there. You have to basically train yourself to sort of, almost like ignore the thoughts so it's almost like when you're meditating you have to sort of you have to basically like turn yourself upside down (laughs) so that like the thoughts come in but you don't notice them well it's like that you turn a you turn like a drawing upside down you've got exactly the same objects and shapes and lines and everything but because they're upside down it's almost like the thoughts when you're meditating you can make them you can just let them go right through. Well, that's what it's like. But you turn it upside down. It's like this, this, the same object, the same shapes are coming towards you. But they're going straight through you. That's the only way I can think about it. In my notes I put, art shows you, one, the illusionary nature of reality, and two, how the mind creates everything. Well, that's it. 
that's what I got for that. I have got a couple little more, a couple little more, um, these would, these would be like the next one. But like, well, what I've got is on my phone, I've got a big list of paradoxes, like different art paradoxes that I've observed over the years and stuff. <laughs> and like a couple that sprung to mind is one, there's this one about colour. I don't know if you've seen this, there's a, there's a video, a YouTube video. Somebody's got like, it's like a load of squares filled with different greys, different colours. And what happens is, let's say you've got like a yellow and a blue or something. There's a certain way of arranging these colours, these coloured squares, that you can actually change the blue into like green. In other words, in other words, the if you put that blue around a certain amount, different a certain selection of colours, it will make that blue look like a different colour. Even though if you then went and got your fingers and covered up like all the yellow blocks, you would see it as blue. If you moved your fingers away, you would see the blue goes to a different colour. So again, like the colour hasn't changed, but because everything around it has changed, it's making the colour change. But really, is it actually changing or is it your mind changing it? So it's showing you that your mind is actually, your mind is even creating colours which can be manipulated. Uh, that's amazing, that one. I've got another one, which is like, it reminds me of one of my affirmations. When you rush, you delay. This is another one. It doesn't make sense. But like, you actually go faster by going slower. <laughs> like with drawing, you sort of, the long, you basically, you take your time if you take your time, you will actually get there quicker than rushing. Because if you're rushing, you'll end up constantly trying to, constantly going back and fixing your errors. Because you're going too fast. Like you're rushing. So in other words, it's almost, the way I see that one is, it's like, by going slower, you're actually going in a straight line. Like, and you get to the finish point, which is your finished drawing. Whereas if you rush... What happens is you you get you go quicker you start out quicker, but you make a mistake so you have to erase it so you go backwards, you go forwards faster you erase it so whilst you're going backwards and forwards erasing it, the one that's taking its time and slowly it actually gets there quicker. But again, your mind says no, it's quicker to go faster, yeah, because that like makes sense, but it doesn't. So that's another one. And then, what's the other one? Yeah, the other one is just like how the mind filters out information. There's another one as well, which is about... This one, Betty Edwards talked about this. You can basically flatten the world. It's, it's sort of like a paradox. But what it is, is you can actually... You can actually turn the world into flatness. Like you get a sheet of glass... And you draw all of the outlines. It's weird that one is. I don't know if that's a paradox, but it, it feels like it. It feels like a paradox in that, like in a strange way, what that makes me think is that 
is it possible that the world is actually flat? Like the actual, is it possible everything in front of us is actually flat? But but what happens is our mind makes it, make puts the distance between things, very much like a hologram. That reminds me, yeah, it like a hologram is a bit of a paradox really because it's flat, but it's actually it looks like it's three D. When you do that exercise with Betty Edwards, where she gets that sheet of glass and you basically flatten the world, and you can actually you can actually do it like when you're outside, you can actually somehow you can sort of like start, you can flatten the world. And what it does is it makes me feel like it makes me feel like it's a hologram. That's another one I, I like, but this is why I like this sort of thing because it's. It, it sort of um, it doesn't make sense, but it, it is the way it is because you can you're experiencing it. So that's it. Even though it doesn't make sense, you're experiencing it. So it's the truth. That's that's cool. <laughs> so I think that's it for this one. Little Dennis, he's gonna get us out of here. Boing! And little Dennis is still wearing his collar. Because what he does is, little Dennis helps me do art book, click look and, and unboxings on, on YouTube. And the last one he did was actually a character design quarterly magazine. And whilst he was doing that, he, he made himself a little collar out of the packaging. <laughs> this is quite cool. But all that's left is this week's inspirational quote. I do hope you enjoyed this one. I feel like it was all over the place. And I think what I'm going to do in the future, my my dream is to basically create like a video or something of very concise points. Like I just, I would love to have a video full of like say a hundred art paradoxes and have them be very concise. Whereas at the moment, it's very, I'm very much just trying to sort of work it all out. So... It's a bit messy, I suppose. I feel like this podcast was a bit messy, but I had to do it like this because otherwise I would never, have, I would never have got this out. Because it, it would, it's one of those things like I'm, you know. Yeah, I suppose I was waiting for the perfect moment to do this podcast about art paradoxes, but there's never going to be a perfect moment. So I just, I did it like that. I hope you enjoyed it though. And if you've got any art paradoxes, let me know because I love, I love these. But listen to this for an inspirational quote. I don't know who said this, but this week's inspirational quote. This is this is listen. This statement is false. Now think about that. Yeah, this statement is false. So, if that statement is true. Right. This this is a paradox. This statement is false. So that means it's false. Right? So if it's false, that means it has to be true. But it can't be true because it's just said it's false. Can you see how how weird that is? It's like it's a it's a state it's a paradox. It's a paradox in a statement. Cause that really that's that statement cannot exist. If it said this statement is true, that's fine, because it's true. 
but because it's false, basically that statement is true. That this statement is false. But it's, it can't be true because it's saying it's false. <laughs> it's even hard to explain it. All you can do again is really just feel it. But I, look, listen to this, yeah? This statement is false. It's mad. So this week's little inspirational quote, this statement is false. <laughs>